Hi, it's Leila Rose Fanner. I am an artist and illustrator, and you are listening to Studio Noise. Yes, yes, it's the noise, the noise, the noise, it's the sound of creation. So you're out there making paintings, making drawings, making prints, you're making that noise, the noise, that's what we love right here on Studio Noise, Black Art Podcast, yes, <laughs> rebranded to the Black Art Podcast, it's your boy Jay Barber. And today we're talking influence, inspiration, and imitation. I'm in thesis mode right now. I'm in the basement. I'm writing. I'm making work. The writing is tough, man. Man, this writing is tough. I got a lot of stuff to tighten up. But instead of leaving you hanging out there without your weekly dose of black art inspiration, I decided why not just pick up the mic live in the basement while I'm working and go ahead and keep you inspired. Keep myself inspired, too. And be honest with you. <laughs> it's, it's tough out here, yo. Grinding it out. Last week, they said I went a little hard on them. <laughs> they said I got that five for them. Sorry, y'all. I got a little excited. That's all good. We're going to keep it light today. Now, as I'm sitting here in the basement, looking at all these books I got laying around, uh, all these different artists that I'm writing about in this massive <laughs> this paper that I'm writing, uh, I think about how different it is that I can do this thing now that I couldn't do it, I don't know, say 10 years ago. Like way back in the day, this is even before I started printmaking, when I was uh, attempting to do a watercolors and acrylic paintings, like that kind of stuff. Um, painting was always hard for me, which is funny that it has come back around and I'm doing my <laughs> I'm doing my whole printmaking show is basically paintings and mixed media stuff. It's, it's funny to me because back in the day, I used to literally find artists that I loved. And literally try to be like that artist, but not in a good way, not in a healthy way, right? I'm introduce you to some I words, right? <laughs> not, not in a way that I just take them as influences. No, I, I had crossed the line into that unhealthy section where it's imitation, right? One of the people I always think about, and I'm so glad I got to know him, is Kevin Williams, Wack, aka Wack. Uh, y'all have seen his art, his iconic black art all over the place. My grandma had one. My aunts had one. Uh, you probably got one <laughs> in your house, right? So he's amazing. The thing about it was I would look at his artwork and I would not just try to be like him, right? Render my figures, have the same kind of concepts, you know, telling these little narrative stories and that kind of stuff. But no, I was really trying to make a whack piece. Before Wack made it, right? Or just like Wack made it. Like do his thing before he did his thing. An exact same way. Trying to get there. I was just trying to get the magic. That's always the hardest part about making art. Is knowing how it resonates with other people. And so I know how Wack art resonates with other people. Go back and listen to episode three. Studio Noise. We got to interview Wack real early on. And he was great because he has his own story, right? He has his own narrative. He has his own experiences in Chicago and then making 
making stuff and selling um, pictures of beauty parlors on foot, <laughs> right? Going through Detroit, making money, establishing his business, his concepts. Everything about him that he was trying to make was his own thing. You can't put yourself into his mind state because you don't have his experiences. You don't have his talents. You don't see things the same way, right? That's why it always says hard for Michael Jordan to pick players in the draft because he thinks everybody can do what he can do and you can't. You just can't. And so that was imitation, right? That's a lesser form of making art. Now I'm going to go ahead and throw another I word on you. Immaturity is artistic immaturity because I wasn't confident enough in my own voice, in my own work to just make what I make and have my stuff looks like how my stuff looks. I wanted to look like his stuff because his stuff in my mind was great. So you got to get past that kind of stuff. You kind of have to be able to look at an artist, kind of study what they do. Look at the way they the way they make their compositions, the brushstrokes, the colors, uh, the setup, the materials, the story, the concept. Look at all that stuff. But don't try to do it that way. Do it your way. And I think I'm in a much better place now. And now I can pull out the word influences. And I have a lot of influences that have brought me to this point and got me thinking about painting as a way to express myself. And you'll see it when you see these paintings, when, <laughs> when you finally see these magical, <laughs> these magical paintings that I've been working on and hiding from everybody for so long, uh, you'll be able to see it. And I think, I think it's pretty clear. I think you can clearly see that I'm influenced by Lois Milo Jones, the fantastic painter, fantastic style, right? I think you can see my man, David Driscoll, right? I, I think you see a lot of his work in mine because I adapted a lot of the stuff that he was doing into my work. The difference is that I can take in these research. I can take in these artists into myself, into my body, my mind, my soul. But still what comes out is not me trying to be like them. It's all Jamal with a little David Driscoll sprinkled on top. And I think that's a good balance. I think you see that in a lot of artists, you know, where everybody has these different influences. And so it's a lot of different people. You'll see a lot of Afro-Cobra stuff in this too, like Jeff Donaldson, Frank Smith, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. You'll see some Alma Thomas, right? I took her in into myself thinking about how to process colors and abstract things. And so it's not imitation, it's influence, which is different. And so it feels good to acknowledge all those influences, right? To take them in, to pay homage to them. Um, but still be able to do yourself. I use it as a springboard. I take their, what I interpret as their understanding and taking it to my own. You know what I mean? Like you stand on the shoulders of giants to get to the even higher place. Maybe one day I'll be somebody else's giant, you know? And that brings me to my last thing, which is inspiration. Uh, inspiration, I think, is different than influences because influences are, to me, more like bodies of work. Right. Massive projects that you can take in, you can study, you research. I think inspirations are just a thing that happens that takes you to another place, another idea. Uh, on my thesis committee, I have a guy, Mr. Craig Dungoski, professor here at Georgia State. Uh, I like Craig because Craig is a weird guy. <laughs> and it's not a diss. I've told him that before. 
Uh, he's he's a weird guy. He's off. You know what I mean? Like he thinks different. Every once in a while, you got to have somebody around you that thinks different because they introduce you to new things and new connections that you never would have thought of. Now, you got to put up with a lot of other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like Craig used to have his class, like listen to rocks and meditate for like 30 minutes in an art class. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you you, you don't have to deal with all the quirky stuff. But along the way, he's going to introduce you to some artists like Jimmy Durham. Artists I would have never looked at, but his work resonated with me somehow, some way. I don't know how he saw it. I mean, he's one of those people, like if you ever play like Pictionary with somebody, you draw a circle and he yells out Great Britain. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? He's one of those guys that just makes those connections. And one of the big inspirations in the body of work that I'm doing now is jazz music. He introduced me to a lot of jazz music that I didn't quite know about. And along those lines, um, I want you all to go out and listen to an album called Spiritual Jazz. Look it up. It has a really funky uh, drawing on the cover. It almost looked like Dumi Alfini. Yeah, it almost looks like Dumi Alfini on the cover. Like one of those real crazy drawings. It's really, really dope, though. But I listened to this album and it's, and it's African jazz music. And it really was a breakthrough for me when I was trying to understand stuff. It was something about the feeling of it. Right. Something about having all that classical jazz instrumentation, but then have the African drums behind it and the kind of the African singing behind it. Like it brought it, it made me understand it uh, a little bit better. And I, I definitely use that and funneled it into the work. And that's always a good thing to have different inspirations for things because it can be something that you never thought of that could just sing you off in a completely different direction. One thing that I've came to understand in making these paintings is you can build your own box where we always saying, think outside of the box. Every time you make art, you can make your own box, right? Once you step out of the box into a new area, you start to adapt to it. You start to use the same techniques, same brushes, the same carving tools, the same whatever. And you look up and guess what? You've made yourself a new box. And people like Craig come along and kind of introduce you to new ways of thinking, right? Then you realize that you just stepped out of one box into another box, a box that you made for yourself. But you always have to be looking for ways to break out of your comfort zone. All those different ways of just selling into stuff. My prints were settled in. As good as I think they are, I, th- I still think I still love them. I can't wait to get back to printing. We <laughs> can't wait to get back to print and work on this press I got. I was adapting to my own style, like limiting myself in the way that I was thinking. And there's always a new box. There's always another level. Remember that. There's always another level that you can get to. And you use your inspirations to get you there. So you're always looking for another level and you're always reaching for another level. That's how you get better. And hopefully along the way, you make some good work. (laughs) Hopefully, right? It's the noise. And thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Why don't you take a second wherever you listen to this podcast, go and hit that subscribe button. If you can, rate and write a review. Get us pumped up in the charts. Let everybody know about the noise. The noise. You can follow us on IG at Studio Noise Podcast. And you can find your boy J Barber at J Barber Studio on all your social medias. And to all the artists out there and the sound of my voice, look for new inspirations. 
find something different you know do something do something different it might be a new experience might be riding your bike on a different path you know might be watching a new tv show might be listening to some new music but taking in a new input to change the output uh go ahead and do that you'll keep making that noise it's the noise thank you for listening we'll see y'all next week peace